0: Welcome to Secrets of 7-Figure Women. I'm your host, Sarah J. Stevens, 7-Figure Real Estate Investor and Entrepreneur. This is your chance to gain insight and connect with women who are earning 7 figures or who have a portfolio of assets in the multiple 7 figures. We'll be focusing on how to get you to your next level. Think of this podcast like your new circle of friends cheering you on, from setting your mindset to developing financial goals, formulating plans, and how to make it happen secrets of seven figure women exist to inspire you to work on your financial future and build a legacy. Wondering how other women have done it? Learn directly about their systems structure and how they're choosing to have an impact. If you're motivated driven to succeed and want the steps to learn more we'll discuss how you can take control of your financial future without anyone holding you back. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Welcome to Secrets of 7-Figure Women. I'm your host, Sarah J. Stevens, and welcome back. I am so honored to have Monique Hom here today. She's an educator and advocate for women. She looks at creating passive income streams through real estate investing. Her mission is to assist 1 million women to achieve financial freedom through real estate. She's the founder of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, She's also a real estate investor herself and a syndicator with over 16 years of real estate investing experience in multifamily, industrial, mobile home, and RV parks, flipping, vacation rentals, and ground up development. Together with her husband and her investors, listen to this. She owns over 1,300 rental units. Yes, you heard that right. 1,300 rental units across seven states. So Monique is coming to us from the U.S. today. She's the number one best-selling author of the Real Estate Investor Goddess Handbook: Wealth for Women: Conversations with the Team That Creates the Dream and Investing in Real Estate from $1 to $1 million. She's also the host of Real Estate Strategy, Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. Did I get that right, Monique? That's correct. Okay. And also, she's a real estate strategy mentor, keynote speaker, recovering attorney, <laughs> avid world traveler. As she's just told me, she's booked tickets to go to Italy wife and a mother to three amazing children. So Monique, I couldn't be more delighted to have you here on the show today.
1: So excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
0: (laughs) I'd love to just hear kind of what you got, what got you on this path onto the seven figure journey. Where did it start? What motivated you? Where was the seed planted for this?
1: You know, it's funny. I got on this path completely by accident. So I grew up with the story that to be successful, you're going to be a doctor, lawyer, professor, engineer. I, I, that was the school and you go to grad school and you choose one of those four professions and that would be the, <laughs> that's the path to happiness and success, right? And I was a good student. I was a dutiful daughter. That's what I did. I, I went, of those choices, law seemed like the best fit. So I chose law and I went on to law school and then I started working in a big international law firm in L.A., and I was making six figures, and I should have been deliriously happy because I'd followed the exact path I was supposed to. <laughs> I checked off all the boxes, except I was really miserable. Just to give you an idea about how miserable I was, I remember one, it was a Tuesday morning, and I went to the ER because I was in excruciating pain, and when the doctor told me that I'd have to stay in the hospital for several days, I ended up staying in the hospital for nine days, and then I'd have at least 30 days at home afterwards to recover because my appendix had ruptured. So I had an appendix ruptured, and I would I would have to be in the hospital and, and have those days of recovery. And my first thought when he told me that was, oh, thank God I don't have to go to work for at least 30 days. <laughs> and then my, my next thought was, oh, that's bad. <laughs> like I didn't realize how miserable and unhappy I was until that moment. Like that was, you know, if you're if you prefer to be in the hospital with a life-threatening excruciating illness than to be at work, then there's something wrong. So, I knew that I needed a a change because I felt like the job was literally killing me. But I didn't know what else to do because, like, I thought I picked the choice that was the best fit of my four choices. Right? So, and, re- and real estate was never on the, on the radar. The only thing that I've been taught about real estate was that you should buy your own home. So I knew that this particular law firm was really bad. It took me a while to get off the legal path you, you, you shared before. I'm a recovering attorney, but I did try. <laughs> I thought, well, maybe it was this firm. So I went to another, you know, and I, I tried different things to try to, to try to find my path and to find a, something that where I wasn't absolutely miserable It wasn't at that point. I didn't even have a goal for happiness. It was really it was just like if I prefer to be there than in the hospital, or you know, there were times when you know, and I was sitting in the hospital, and I was like, this isn't so bad, right? Because I had painkillers and television and (laughs) obnoxious partners, and I, I I remember some of my 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 friends that were fellow associates came to visit me and we were all thinking and they were like wow they were jealous because I you know I didn't have to go to work and we're like do we do you need a spleen you know like maybe get rid of that like gallbladder tonsils definitely don't need tonsils right so we're like like what else can I
0: how can everybody's trying to get out of it
1: I know that's how, that's how happy I was. Anyway, so I, the only thing i had been taught about real estate was to buy your own house. So I went to do that. This was 2005 and I live in Los Angeles, which is a very expensive market. So even back in 2005, a starter home in a semi-decent neighborhood, I'm not talking about a a mansion in Bel Air or Beverly Hills, just like a basic neighborhood where you're not likely to have a drive-by shooting, like that kind of thing. That was, <laughs> A starter home was upwards of $500,000, $600,000. And even though I had a decent, it was six-figure salary with just six figures, then I, I couldn't do that alone. But what I ended up doing was getting a property with more than one unit. I lived in one and I rented out There was an upstairs two bedroom. There was this converted garage in the back and I even rent out my basement. So I started to house hack before I knew that was a thing. That's so, you know, I, I got these tenants. I was like, Oh, this is great. These people are paying my mortgage. It's amazing. And then when I met my husband, he had a duplex. And after the market crashed, we ended up selling one duplex. We started flipping houses and in 2016 that we started to do something called syndication, which is essentially crowdfunding real estate. So bringing groups of investors together to purchase larger properties. And that's when we really start to scale to, and we have, you know, multifamily industrial, we have a variety of different types of properties that we we own with our partners and our investors.
0: So that's what got you started. Where would you say you are right now with your current portfolio, or maybe what what's the part that you enjoy the most? Like, have you found a niche that you love? You have so much experience, right? Have you yeah. found your niche yet, or do you do you love I, it all?
1: Yeah, I have. So for me, what I what I'm mostly on the side of is I'm on the side of the money. So I have investors, and we'll partner with operators. I've been on, I've done operations. And I still have a couple of deals where I'm on the operations side. but really, what I love is to partner with amazing people who handle the day to day. and I you know I vet those deals and then with our investors we we bring in funds. So we own the piece, but we don't it's it's more passive. It's more on the passive side. so that's mostly how i'm doing it and then just teaching it cuz i i love real estate and i there's so many part there's so many aspects of it so many different ways of investing in real estate and it, all of it is so shiny for me I love, I love it and the way i i get to do it i get to play in a lot of different areas so i get to do a lot of shiny things because i'm not operating day to day i don't have to go quite as Deep, And I can stay and I can be a lot broader in terms of market in terms of asset class. So that's really fun for me. And then I can also help my goddesses who are, I don't think real estate investing is one size fits all. So a lot of them are doing it in different ways. And because I have a knowledge and understanding that's pretty broad then I can, I can assist in that way. So that's, that's pretty much my niche. It's, on it's, it's more on the money side and then just being able to vet different deals and see if they, if they make sense.
0: What do you find is the biggest challenge? Like when you're inspiring other women, you know, to, to take this step, you know, do they come to you mostly ready to do it and they just want your guidance or are they not so sure? And you're kind of, you know, helping them along the way through the process, you know, what do you find is the biggest challenge for people?
1: Yeah. The so Tony Robbins quote, success is twenty percent strategy, eighty percent psychology. Hmm. And the biggest challenge is in the psychology piece, especially for women. The men tend to see investing as a challenge and a game. Women see investing as a threat. So hmm. it's it's something that is very fearful for, you know, fear inducing for a lot of women. And part of the, the challenge is to just get over the fear and know that this is, and there's Fear of doing it badly and losing money. There's fear of doing it well and having, you know, and having a lot of money, and then like, people either going after you or just like losing friends, and because you are too successful. And there's fear about being a landlord and having to kick out tenants if they don't pay. You know, there's all of these. Fears that show up. Fears that it'll take too much time, fears that they, they won't have enough money. There, there's a lot of fears that come up. So a lot of what I do with my, my community of goddesses is we do a lot on the on the psychology so that we and on the and on helping with their state so that they can take action and have results. And then once you have the results. I have them all brag. So bragging is a practice, like celebrating. <laughs> yeah. And it and it just reinforces that, hey, I can do it. And um, it puts it in the body. But then all of the other women that are hearing the brags too, they go, oh my gosh, she did it. It's possible. It's possible for her. It's possible for me. And then that, it's this like a positive feedback loop.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I uh, Did you ever have that? Did you ever have that fear of, you know, if I'm become too successful with this? Did you have that yourself? Did you ever have to overcome that?
1: I had it. I had, that hasn't been one of the main fears for me in part because I'm so focused on my mission of which I, mm-hmm. which I feel was, it, it came to me as this divine download. I'd actually gone to a, one of these real estate events and a conference it was two days I remember it was a Friday and Saturday, and I stayed over Friday night or Saturday night. They're socializing. I was at the hotel, and then that next day, that Sunday morning, I was in the hotel gym, and I was on the elliptical, and I was thinking about that, what they were talking about. They were saying, who do you, when you're building your brand and your network, think about who do you want to work with, and I was kind of processing that. Between being a lawyer full-time and what I do now, I actually became a money mastery coach and an abundance coach for women. So I was already working with women around money and abundance. And then I it came to me then as I was thinking about that room that had a there were about 120 people that had showed up to that conference. And of the 120, eight in the room were women. Two were working in the back. So like six right. women. <laughs> uh, and, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, in that room, it was so crazy how less than 10% were, were women. And that was not, that's not unusual when you go to real estate events. It's actually yeah. fairly typical. You know, like no females were speaking on stage. And it just, it came like this divine download, like bring the women to this room, bring women to the, bring them to this game. This is a, you know, when you're, Creating wealth through real estate, it's a often most of that, it's a wealth that is quite passive. So once you set it into motion, that the money's coming in and you don't have to, you're not trading your time for that money. And It is wonderful for women because you have the time to be the mom you want to be, the time to be the whatever you want to do with your life. And that's probably why I'm so passionate about helping women, it's like, I feel like we have these gifts to give, but we're not giving them because we feel like stuck financially trading our time for money, doing some other stuff. And we're not able to give the gifts that we were born to give. Anyway, so I I digress. So I'm in this (laughs) and the and this, I get this divine download, like bring women in and this mission to help 1 million women came to me. And it was like, here's your mission. Should you choose to accept it? I was <laughs> you know? like, I didn't have to do it, but it, I had this whole body, yes, and I got chills and I was like, this is what I was born to do. This is what I'm meant to do. So because I am really driven by that mission and the service, whenever I think about that, I stop thinking about myself and I get out of fear. So then I'm not so concerned about what other people think about me, whether I have too much or too little or not good, whatever. I'm I'm just trying to be of service and trying to be a channel for the divine here through like what it's trying to do through me. I just had an event last weekend, a three-day event or wealth through real estate event. And before I I go on virtual, as this was a virtual, scene, like whenever, before I speak ever, like speak through me just whatever the people are listening they need to hear just share that through me and I every day I have a prayer just whoever will most benefit from working with me just like let, let them come and it's not it's not about me so that's why that's what helps me get out of fear it's not about me I'm just doing what I'm guided to do and like the next step and it has to become, you know, there is success and that's wonderful. And so I'm grateful for that. And whatever it is, I know that it's, I'll be, it's not about me. It's not that I, like, I'll be fine. So, Because yeah. I'm just trying, I'm just doing what, what I'm being called to.
0: Yeah. You know, I find the impact that we can have on women, right? You can inspire them and get them to move forward. Then they have that impact not only for their families, but their communities. And the impact is so far-reaching. You know, and yes. I think uh, it's so important. So what are you thinking? You know what's your vision, like what's next for you, or what's the next big project, big idea, big event, big you know what's what's kind of the next thing for you?
1: Yeah. So the next thing and it's good you asked the neck because I'm always like, I don't really know how I'm getting to this. Like, like, I don't I didn't get the how of it, right? The how is gonna happen. I got the what yeah. of it and then it's yeah. just like the neck I get the next step and the next step, but I don't get the I don't have I definitely don't have the whole map. Um, yes. in any case. But the the next thing, so one thing I'm doing right now is um Writing a book called "Invest Like a Goddess: Advice for the Most mm-hmm. Successful Women in Real Estate." I have my podcast that you mentioned at the beginning, "Real Estate Investor Goddesses," podcast, and I interview successful, badass women real estate investors. And I always ask, "What did they wish they'd known at the beginning that they now know?" I ask, "What advice do they have for women who's just starting out?" I I always ask, "What was their biggest mistake and what did they learn from it?" It's actually my favorite question. It's like you get so much from the. <laughs> what doesn't work out. I think you learn a lot more when things don't work out than when they do. And I'm compiling just these nuggets of gold I've gotten over the past two and a half years of interviewing women so that I'm creating that we're we're putting that out in the world right now, and the and another thing that I'm doing is I'm creating a fund called the Goddess Fund, which is focused on female investors, and it'll be investing in majority female-run real estate projects. Mm-hmm. It is it's a way for women to invest passively and have a piece of um, of these different types of deals, but you know, in do well investing, but also investing in women who are on average, more successful investors than men. And it's just the way that they show up and a focus on relationship. And, and also with a mission that share that the mission that I have, which is to only invest in where you can leave the property and the community better than you found it. So this Goddess Fund, what I'm excited about is it'll have a thousand dollar minimum investment. A lot of my deals at the 50,000 minimum. And I know most women are not it's really able to, to invest at that level. So it's, it's going to allow, allow real estate investing to be even more democratized, which I'm really excited.
0: So,
1: That's great. I love yeah. that. So those yeah. are my two big projects that I'm, I'm about now. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and see, this is why when women have money, it's, uh you know, it's so powerful, right? You know, the impact that comes from that. I love what you're doing. And, uh you know, I love that approach. So, so tell me what, you know, if anybody that's listening today, what would you say is, you know, what would be an important tip or something that you would share with somebody that's thinking, I don't know if this, you know, path to seven figures is for me. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if it's going to speak to some of the fears that you address, but, Mm -hmm. you know, what would you leave somebody with, you know, based on the biggest challenges you see women having to changing or transforming their lives?
1: Yeah. So there's, there's so many different, I'm sure as you (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've been doing this uh, podcast and talking to different people. There are a lot of different paths to millionaire status. And there's a lot of different paths to even within real estate, there's a lot of different paths. So real estate is one just in general, the big is the number one path for, for becoming millionaires. I, I heard 90% of millionaires become so through real estate. So they either have it or they <laughs> they use it for wealth protection and um, tax benefits and whatnot. So. What I would say, and this is, this is something that I think is really important for everybody to think about. I'm actually doing a, a TED, TEDx talk, and this, will, this is basically the idea. So in terms of financial security in general, I think most people are taught, you know, if you think of financial security as a table, Right. most people are taught to have and and a stream of income is a leg of your table most people are taught to have one leg under their table so they have one job if they if they have a so they're self-employed whatever but it's one one stream and what happens is if you can't work or you're you know or something happens because things happen uh you can get fired or you could ha- be sick or there's an unexpected death or there's a divorce or i don't know what global pandemic <laughs> could happen.
0: <laughs> Stuff, yeah,
1: could happen. I don't know, but something happens and there goes your leg, then your table comes crashing down. And even if you have a pretty good leg. So I didn't share this as part of my story, but so I was bopping around different, doing different things in the law, trying to find a path that was happy. And I ended up being in this small firm and I got, and I was pregnant and with my, with my first, child well i have two stepkids and then i have a daughter so my, 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 i was pregnant with my with my daughter the youngest and i had just told like my belly just i just told my my boss the week before that i was pregnant and he called me into his office and the next week i was expecting a bonus because um, i'd been working so hard but instead he fired me which oh, wow. um, was shocking and unexpected Turned out to be one of the greatest gifts I've ever gotten, but did not feel that way at the time. So here I am. I'm looking pretty preggers, and and I'm fired. So I decide, you know, I'm probably not going to find people are probably not going to hire me, (laughs) like looking quite so pregnant at this point. So I'm just going to wait until after I give birth, have a short maternity period, then I will look for a job. So my daughter was born in late August of 2008. Within a month, the markets are in free fall. There's like as this other crazy pandemic, my husband's graphic design business goes down 90%. And it's a terrible time to look for a work. You know, we had a couple legs. And even though some legs are pretty good, they, they it pretty much came crashing down. What helped save us was a couple of real estate properties we had at the time. So all of this to say is that however you're trying to get your million or, or get to that, whatever level, financial level you need, some of you, may, it's like, you may not... Need to get to millions because you're really happy with a lifestyle that is less whatever whatever you the lifestyle you want to create or need. What I would really really recommend though is that you create a table with many legs, and most of them should be passive, so they're not tied to your to you trading your time for money. And like my husband, he had a business, but it was like one main client. So when that client went away, like there, there went all of his business, right? So one leg. So you want multiple legs. And some people like, I have three jobs. Yeah, but they're all you. You stop. You don't work there. Go all. So you want you want many legs, mostly passive, not tied to you trading your time. I think real estate is one of the best ways to do that. And so however you you set yourself up just set yourself up so that you're creating legs you're creating streams of income so even if you have a business or another job but you have all of this these other these other things that are coming up so that you can lose a leg or two and you're fine and you're stable and i think that is true wealth you can have a million dollar job you lose that job there there goes your security you could have like you know you can be a millionaire in a lot of ways but still be very financially so, you know, I just recommend, and you can have, and you can be, be far, have far less than a million dollars, but you have a lot of legs in your, in your set. And then you you can still be financially free because you have enough passive income that it exceeds it equals or exceeds your expenses. I mean, you may not be a millionaire, but you're actually a lot better off than people who have, you know, who technically are millionaires, but they're, they just have that one leg, that's the advice that I would give.
0: Yeah, no, I, I love that, you know, that financial security. And um, it means a lot more. And I think it provides a lot of peace of mind as well. So I love that you yeah. shared that uh, and explained it in such a nice uh, nice way as well. Monique, is there any last uh, last thing that you'd like to share with, with somebody listening today?
1: You know, there's a, one of my friends, my dear friends, her name is uh, Barbara go by Barbara Stanny. She wrote a book called Secrets of Six-Figure Women, and then she started mm-hmm. writing a book of Secrets of Seven-Figure Women, and then it ended up changing, she ended up changing the title to Sacred Success. I highly huh. recommend that book if you okay. get it. But one yeah. of the things that she found was that she thought that she didn't realize there'd be such a difference between how mm-hmm. the seven-figure women were thinking and the six-figure women mm-hmm. were thinking. But there was, and one of the main things was that with the seven figures, when you when most of the women got to that point, it stopped being about them, and it started really being about how what they were doing was of greater service in the world, and it was about having a bigger impact, and it stopped being about the money, all, yeah. altogether. So as one of the things I've learned as I, as I study the differences between men and women, when it comes to money is men can have more just because it feels good to have more. (laughs) And it's fun to have more. Women will not do that. We, we need to have a bigger why for our more for the, for the most part, right? There, there has to be some, it has to, we have to know that it's impacting others. I don't know if you've seen this in your interviews that that's, the, the common thread, but
0: that is, yeah, that yeah. women do want to have that impact. You know, that is, it isn't just to have, you know, fancy cars or, you know, they're not spending money on whatever random items.
1: It's not just to keep up with the Joneses. No, Um, no. it's, it has, it has to be about how is this going to help other people without that piece? You know, you could say that you're going to go for a million or try that, but if it's just about the money, that's not going to be enough. So it has to be about something bigger, a, a bigger goal, a bigger aim. So my advice would be to just tap into what that bigger thing is and that will be what will drive you and the money will be a byproduct of going for of, of that impact of that service of of helping others and it'll it'll come and it'll feel really good but it's not to just go for the money just for that i think for women that doesn't work
0: yeah Monique, thank you so much for all of your insight and wisdom and uh, sharing your success. Uh, Congratulations on all of the things you've accomplished (laughs) and uh, all the impact that you're having as well. I could sure use a lot more of you in this world. So thank you so much uh, for being here today and um, look forward to connecting with you again soon. Likewise. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Secrets of Seven Figure Women. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share with a friend, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or would like to be featured on the show, you can reach me directly at secretsofsevenfigurewomen.com. Thanks for listening.